Hello and welcome to the Eisner Amper podcast series. I'm your host, Dave Plasco, and with us today is Timothy Spies, the co-leader of Eisner Amper's Personal Wealth Group. Tim guides clients on the everyday business and finance issues faced in the personal wealth and family office sectors. Today, we're reviewing the recent warning letters sent by the IRS to cryptocurrency investors. Tim, hello, and thanks for being with me today. Good morning, David. So let's start from the top, Tim. What is considered cryptocurrency? Digital currency in which encryption techniques are used to regulate or generate the transfer of funds. So Bitcoin being one example, but there's there's several others, correct? Yes, right. And, and by the way, these are done independent of using any bank. So they don't run through any kind of banking system. Okay. So having said that, what's the taxing mechanism for these cryptocurrencies? Well, it's still considered a financial asset. So with, with any kind of transaction uh, that would be a financial uh, asset, a person engaging in that transaction would have to report any income from that asset any gain on the sale of such asset, any loss on the disposition of such asset. Okay. So now, anytime you get a warning letter from the IRS, you know, you really should take a second look at that. And when these IRS letters first went out to crypto investors, which was this summer, the summer of 2019, they had a little bit of an ominous air about them. What was the IRS message to crypto investors here? Well, first, the initiative by the IRS commenced around this in 2014. So this is not necessarily a new endeavor. What was new was the depth and the breadth of the July mailings, which occurred in the middle of a month, went out to about 13,000 investors. That's a rounded number. And there were three types of letters. The most ominous letter was the version whereby the IRS was advising taxpayers that the service was aware of a transaction and encouraged them to file and report. A second version was simply a warning to say that if someone had engaged, meaning the recipient, in a crypto transaction, they should report it. Those were generally the tone and text of the letters. And what would trigger someone getting a letter? Is it anyone who engaged in cryptocurrency investment? Was there a threshold? Well, the information that we're aware of, which was reported fairly broadly, was that the IRS had obtained records from an entity called Coinbase. Coinbase was a, uh, an entity that actually facilitated these transactions. They're not the only ones. But the IRS had obtained their records, and by going through those records, identified persons that had entered into transactions where Coinbase was involved, therefore sending those taxpayers one of the versions of the letters. Okay. Now, the heart of the matter, and we don't want to generalize because everyone's case is different, but generally speaking, what should you do if you get one of these letters? You should certainly respond. There are many taxpayers who genuinely believed that these were not taxable transactions, meaning that they bought or sold a cryptocurrency, that there was no tax reporting. In that context, they still would have to report it, and the IRS letter was probably the first time they ever were advised that they had to do so. Other taxpayers, and we've worked with people that have engaged in these kinds of transactions, simply didn't file or were never advised by a tax advisor or anyone else that these were reportable transactions. A cryptocurrency, even though it's a digital currency, it's not tangible property, it's still a transaction. And therefore, if you sold cryptocurrencies and you had a gain or a loss, that is a reportable transaction. And that's really what the IRS letters were trying to educate the recipients about. Okay. Now... 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, anytime you talk digital, you always have to kind of look at data security. The IRS will send a letter, correct? So if someone gets an email or a phone call, that's not the IRS protocol. That's that's a potential scammer, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, yeah. good. Good to know. And, and that's a, that. By the way, Dave, that's a whole different venue because apart from what we're talking about via the crypto, we're aware of taxpayers getting phone calls from callers saying they represent the IRS and they want social security numbers. We're aware of persons getting phone calls regarding credit cards and asking the same kinds of questions. So you really have to be very careful, even via the emails and text messages when responding to these kinds of, of, of requests. Okay. What are we talking about with respect to possible fines and penalties if you're not in compliance? That's a very wide spectrum. It depends upon a number of factors. First off, there's penalties for failure to file failure to properly disclose. So even if you filed a tax return and didn't disclose, that's the second regime. There's also penalties and assessments if you've understated a tax liability. So it's a very, very broad range of potential penalty infractions. Now, taking a longer term look at this, what do you think this means to investors going forward in the crypto area? Well, first, by comparison, if you sold a stock or a bond, there's usually a reporting trail, a 1099B, for example. So the bank or the custodian or brokerage firm that you transacted with has an obligation to report the transaction, a sale, for example. In the types of transactions we're talking about, cryptocurrency, and there's others, there is no such reporting. You could say it's presently not regulated due to the lack of presently enforcement around reportings. So point of this comment is if you've engaged in a transaction, and we do have to give people the benefit of the doubt here, but if you've engaged in a transaction that's monetary in nature, including crypto, you should generally be thinking about reporting requirements to the Internal Revenue Service. Okay. Good advice. Any final thoughts on this area, Tim? This is a very broad regime now with cryptocurrency. The fact that the IRS identified over 10,000 people, some reports say it was 13,000 letters, just shows you the depth and the breadth that the Internal Revenue Service is focused on in ensuring that these types of transactions are being reported. And as we have said, this initiative goes back to 2014. This is not new. Even though the particular letters that we're talking about were issued in July of 2019, uh, the initiative goes uh, much further back than that. Okay, well, Tim, thanks for your expertise in this quickly moving area. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Eisner Amper podcast series. Visit EisnerAmper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Eisner Amper podcast when we get down to business.